Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Thursday edition coming up in 20 minutes. Our Mondo Salguero will join us. A lot to discuss across the National Football League, owners' meetings, and more. Um, Some disgruntled owners, no doubt. Uh, 31 of them, at least. Because Stan Kroenke and the uh, Los Angeles Rams, whenever they moved from St. Louis, of course, if you're familiar with that saga, the, the city of St. Louis sued the NFL for how the team up and left. And it was assumed that Kroenke would be paying the $795 million to the city of St. Louis I say assumed. I'm a bit surprised that the, the owners were surprised about this. But turns out, based on the way Kroenke has argued this, 31 other owners will now contribute to that overall fee, that overall settlement of the $795 million, where they're each paying $7.5 million, or in a better way to put this, $7.5 million is being withheld from their earnings from their individual clubs as the NFL will stroke a check to the city of St. Louis. Yeah, and so the way this read earlier in this process, a lot of owners, it seems, went along with this because they were indemnified yes. by Kroenke and Kroenke's mouthpiece, really, Jerry Jones, that if everybody signed off on this, and it had to be 24, as we say, of the 32 teams, and I think it was more than that, ultimately, that signed off on this and decided it was good for the NFL to get back in business in Los Angeles. And they were getting an NFL Network studio out of it and, uh, and other things. That Kroenke was going to deal with exiting St. Louis and what exiting St. Louis took and that they were okay with the things that it took to get into Los Angeles so long as he took care of getting them out of St. Louis. And the rumblings were at that time, I don't know, uh, the rumblings were at that time, they're fine with it. The rest of ownership was fine with it. The vote went in his favor, largely because at the end, he guaranteed them he would take care of St. Louis. And now uh, the St. Louis bill came to, to fruition uh, he had this, uh, I think it was a settlement for $790 million. Yes. St. Yep. Louis won um, in a big way because the NFL didn't, with the, didn't hold up to what it needed to hold up to with St. Louis. So it cost the NFL $790 million to get out of St. Louis. And the rest of the owners said, well, thank God Stan Kroenke uh, indemnified us against this and he's going to be footing that bill. And lo and behold... He doesn't wind up footing that bill. Now, I think a lot of NFL ownership presumes they are going to get this 7.5 per team or 7.9 per team back still and that it's going to wind up just covering it for a time until this is sorted out and Kroenke does, in fact, pay the money. But I don't think in the views of a lot of other ownership this thing's resolved yet. 
And I think it has made Kroenke uh, enemy number one on the owner's list, which is a hell of a job, a hell of a terrific job with Dan (laughs) Snyder contending for it. Yeah, Snyder's one of the 31 against him right now. And so he's he's also paying the seven and a half, just like every owner is, and it's 232 and a half million of the 290. No uh, owner, of course, in Green Bay, me, but um, the, the Green Bay team. Yeah, it's yeah, that's right. Play. It's seven ninety, and it's two hundred thirty, uh, two hundred thirty-two and a half million of the seven hundred ninety. I said two ninety, of the seven hundred ninety that they're having to pay in split. And look, uh, some people scoff at this because all these billionaires. This and millionaires, is the legal fee part of it. There's I think. A, the legal fee part, and there is there are budgets within these big businesses and big companies, and whenever you. In, the, in May or having to account for $7.5 million within your business and your company, you're looking around finding out where that's going to come from. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, hey, you've got, for that. I'm sure you've got a bucket of, of petty cash or unforeseen Slush expenses fund. or whatever, but still, well, you, you don't want to go well, into consider, that. $7.5 million is not pocket well, change, let's just, uh, let's, even though we tend to think. Let's it. use local as the example here in Nashville where ownership locally is coming up with $700 million of liquid uh, finances to help finance a new stadium. Well, and, and ownership recently bought out a third of ownership. Right. So you're pulling as every, every $100,000 counts here. Yes. And even if you're getting the seven and a half back, you're not wanting to put it away into escrow, you know, as you try to figure out what uh, Cronky's going to end up doing with the legal fee part of this. Um, That's why everyone's so upset. And they just lied. And every team has an example like that. Goodell got up and lied in Atlanta. I mean, they lied about the Los Angeles project as it was going on when Cronky brought property in L.A. and said, uh, Goodell said at an owner's meeting, Oh, you know, he invests in real estate all over the place. There's no plan to go out there. Then the St. Louis Post-Dispatch does excellent journalism and uh, unveils documents that show that Goodell and the league knew exactly what was going on, and he was lying throughout this. Then he's presented with that at these owners' meetings in Los Angeles, and he lies again. Uh, Just one of these lies, Chad, that is this, here is the absolute proof. And he goes, oh, no, never mind that. Yep. We had no idea what was going on. Just a bold, uh, bold-faced I, lie when you're presented with the evidence and you just ignore it and say no. See, I only, I only feel bad for team owners that have to pay evenly in all of this with it split between the 32 teams that have stayed, that have stayed in places where they could have gone somewhere else more lucrative. And now they have to pay because someone left to go somewhere more lucrative. I understand that it also goes back to the league as well, but because they didn't want to stay somewhere that had, had a team. Well, I would and, divide And I'll those. tell you who doesn't feel bad for, you know, the league and the Rams or anyone else at all. The people of the city of St. Louis yes, are sitting there screwed. thinking, who cares? I right. mean, give me a break. Cry me a freaking river about your $7.2 million you've got to spend if you're an NFL club for this. But I do feel, you well, know. Well, those people the, would rather Stan Kroenke well, get the, hurt the than Lions, Amy Adams Strunk. The Detroit Lions, the Bichotti. Buffalo Bills, you know, teams that uh, the Cleveland Browns, who had to get an expansion team, right, when their team left. I don't feel bad for the owner of the Tennessee Titans, whose family moved a team from Houston because it was going to be more lucrative and a better situation for them here. I mean, this, what goes around comes around. Right, eventually you're going to have to pay the piper 
for that, and you're going to do something that's going to piss off the city enough where everyone's going to have to pay. But and you've got the money. Kroenke is the guy who did it to St. Louis more than anybody else. I, I think if you at, went to St. Louis, they'd say, yeah, I want the league to hurt, but I really want Kroenke to hurt because Kroenke's the guy that backstabbed us, went back on promises, did this to us. My point is, in some way, all of these owners have benefited from this leapfrog mentality. Yeah, I agree. I'm not getting everything I want from this city, so I'm going to go get everything I want from this city. Fans of the team in the previous city be damned. I understand that's business and that's life, but I'm also not going to sit here and throw a pity party for the league having to pay $7.3 million because you were paying for the sins of your fathers, and you're paying for the sins of your father's fathers on this, and you're making more money than ever, so I really don't care. On their, on their behalf. I'm well, not going to sit here and cry well, for them. Well, the sins of your fathers is accurate in the case of Amy Adams Strunk, who is exactly literal what I father. Said. But if, not Steve Bashotti is not Art Modell's what uh, did I, son. What did I say, though? The, the, if you're a new owner that didn't have anything to do with the previous one, or you're the Buffalo Bills, or a team that has been in a place that has been hit by hard economic times, and you didn't bolt for L.A. Right. or Vegas. Well, so there are only a few that fit your definition. The Colts would be one. The Titans would be one. Who else are we talking well, the about? The Colts, at one point, left Baltimore. Right, I'm saying the Colts are one right. that you're fine being punished. The Titans are one you're fine being punished. There aren't too many. The Chargers. Yeah, again, but <laughs> the rising tide. Raiders. Right? A team in L.A., still puts more money in the pockets of every NFL owner with revenue sharing. So they're still benefiting from all these moves. Regard, they're not benefiting like Stan Kroenke benefits from the move, but you get my point. Yeah. Like These things and these deals made with the devil to get everything you want out, out of a municipality that's desperate for the NFL and to squeeze the blood and the life of everything for a new stadium to screw over your fan base in the old stadium who's got nothing to do with the mayor or the civic system in that stadium that won't build you a stadium, I mean, eventually it's going to come back to get you. And if it comes back to get you in the form of, what, seven point something million dollars, whatever. You make a good point. But still, Kroenke promised them he had this covered. And he's going back on his Look, word. They, so they he's have screwing a, his They powers. have every right to be mad at Kroenke. I'm just simply saying I'm not going to feel bad for them. Yeah, to, for fair. any of them. That's fair. Especially well, not Kroenke. Well, you've got the... The, the other Kroenke's issue, too, with Kroenke, with where um, he's not squeezed, the, the NFL's not squeezing the lifeblood out of uh, L.A. to go get the stadium. Kroenke went out and purchased the land and built the stadium. It's all financed yeah, through him. He took him. care of it, which is a He built his own scenario. palace to move. Miracle scenario. And then took on the Chargers as well. And here's what's going to happen to St. Louis. Next team that threatens a move, and I don't know who that's going to be. It's not going to be the Titans who are locked in here. The Bills didn't really get to that Who would it be? Carolina? Point. Might be Carolina, but St. Louis is going to be atop the list but of the, places they'll use. Tepper has said he's, a, he's going to invest bait. in the area. Yeah, but that thing fell apart with their training facility, and you know, he's going to bigfoot them. You know who the this stadium. ultimately could hurt? Because um, I'm, I'm trying to look at, like, how – so how does the – how do the 31 other owners get – show, you know, flex a little bit on Kroenke? And it, uh, to me, it comes down to the 24. Is it 24 that votes through a new owner in the league? Yeah, um, super majority. It's the, it's the son of the Waltons who is a part of the group or one of the bids on the, the Denver, Denver Broncos. And so if, and of course, Kroenke is married into that family. So if um, they really want to vote 
out a member of the family, um, that's the way to do it. But is it also beneficial to have another Walton in the ownership family? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but that's how you get back a Cronky in some way. And that's, that, that's like the next thing that could be pointed to. It's like, oh, they're going to withhold their vote because they've got to pay their $7.5 million. Well, it's kind of a family thing. You're you want their vote, it's going to cost you $7.5 million. You're pissed at them, but you're not going to uh, divorce them from the family either because of what he has brought in. Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah, I mean that's up that's up to Kroenke to you know make it make right it with his fellow owners, however he deems fit. I just you know to reiterate, I don't feel bad for any of them. Uh, Paul Marshawn Lynch threw quite the party despite losing the Super Bowl. Yeah, so uh, he was on Chris Rock's podcast. Uh, I, I imagine Chris Rock gave him uh, no, sorry, Kevin Hart. That was bad. Uh, Kevin Hart's podcast, Cold as Balls. Yes. Um, they sit in cold tubs. I imagine that Kevin Hart gave him more room to speak than the, the, these guys on the other podcast that we talked about earlier who uh, were cutting off um, LaShawn McCoy when he was talking about uh, his offensive coordinator not getting NFL head coaching jobs. Marshawn Lynch had a party after the uh, famous Malcolm Butler interception won the Super Bowl for the New England Patriots when Marshawn Lynch should have gotten a handoff near the goal line for Seattle. First off, he said, coming, virtually coming off of the field after that interception that basically ended that game, he ran into Lenny Kravitz on the sideline, who was kind of shaking his head at him, and Lynch shook his head back at him like, yeah, what the, what the F? Um, <laughs> but then he said... He wasn't the only one saying that. ...that that his party with his family and friends included 76 12-bottle Hennessy cases. Let me say that again. 76 12 cases of Hennessy that included 12 bottles. He said they went through 15 of the cases. So they drank over a gross of Hennessy bottles that night. Enjoyed the night without thinking of the play that happened just hours before. I, I don't know how anybody's capable of that unless you drink that much Hennessy. That's 912 bottles. Marshawn Lynch. I don't know why they could chill. just say, instead of saying the 76 cases of 12, it's 912 bottles of Hennessy. That's wow. a lot of Hennessy. Um, and so that's how Marshawn Lynch and his family got past uh, Malcolm Butler's heroics. And they had how many of those? 15. 15. So 15 times 12, which is, I know, over 144, which would be 12 times 12. And it's over 150, 162, 174. Look at you. 100, so they, 174 oh. bottles. And this is after a lot. That had to be a huge group <laughs> of people. Think about a victory party. I mean, if I drank one bottle of Hennessy, I'd be sick. I've I mean, never, I've never wow. had Hennessy. I've had Hennessy. If you drank one bottle of Hennessy, I think you'd be sick. Two, I mean, for I, sure, you'd be sick. <laughs> I mean, is it like, no uh, you know, you guys were at Jerry Jones Hall of Fame party and they gave you the burger on the way out and the gold wrap thing? Mm -hmm. Does just everyone, you know, you walk in, it's like, all right. Hand you a bottle it's of like Edward Forty Hands. Hand you two you got you to you tape your hand to a bottle of, of Hennessy. Duct tape. You you just walk, you, yeah. Guys, you're not leaving until you finish that bottle. Every guest gets one Did bottle. Did you say Edward Forty Hands on purpose? Yes. That's oh, okay. a game. That's a game. Oh, I don't you know. You heard that? that? It's Edward. Uh, it's in a movie that I watch, but Edward Scissorhands, but instead it's Edward Forty Hands, and you walk into a party, and <laughs> both your hands are taped. Forty's going to finish him until you get rid of it. Yeah. So you have no <laughs> use of your hands, just with 40s on them. I wouldn't do well at that, uh, at that game or slash party. 
That's either a, that's either a party or it's called fraternity hazy. Yeah. Or, I am, or, it's called a two, it's called a Tuesday yeah, night. I, I don't want to I don't want to brag though. But I, I am walk through the door and say, "All right, kids, let's go. Let's break out the forty. I don't want to brag. Forty hands though. after this week here. Yep. I don't want to brag though, but I am going to the Catalina, Catalina wine mix. Oh, I am thrilled with this. I I need photos. Uh, th- th- this. The Catalina wine mixer, Paul, is a brilliant concept for the 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 area of town that is throwing this uh, massive party shindig. <laughs> I don't know how massive blowout. it is, but if uh, it's called, if you're calling your party the Catalina wine mixer, it better be a blowout. Things are going to be ramped up, and it will be amped. Uh, I'm middle of the afternoon. I'm excited. Is this? Uh, it, it, it doesn't start in the middle of the afternoon. I think it starts at six. Oh, this this party will start in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> the, it's a Catalina wine mixer. That, I mean, again, again, that, that's a great you, name. That is the expectation. Um, you, you raise the bar, Chad. Like if Chad was throwing a Catalina wine mixer in Mount Juliet, I would ex- they'd be closing down streets. I'd expect I mean, I, it would, I would be the greatest party of the year. They'd be closing if, down streets. If I threw a Catalina wine mixer, I'd have Will Ferrell and John C. Riley at yeah. the party. I think I'm wearing. I would the, go all out. I mean, this is like a. I think I'm wearing the hat that I got. In it's going to be great weather. This should be like a white tent in the back in the back area. <laughs> should have some guy singing acoustic, opera that doesn't normally acoustic sing. Acoustic music, thing. no doubt. Oh, the whole thing. Adam Scott can make an appearance. <laughs> I mean, you got to go big. Armando this. Salguero has likely been to a Catalina wine mixer. For sure. Um, he will join us. We're going to get into the NFL headlines and discussion, which includes Colin Kaepernick with a workout yesterday with the Las Vegas Raiders and the inner workings of how this has all played out and how it could play out. That's next and now kick 360. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Outkick 360 rolls on from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Crew is all here, and that includes Armando Salguero, Outkick.com, who joins us each and every Thursday to discuss the big NFL headlines and discussion topics. Armando, always great to have you on the show. Hope you're doing well, sir. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We are wonderful. We cannot complain today. Um what was your reaction when you saw the, the headline jump through yesterday from, from Schefter that the Raiders were bringing in Kaepernick for a workout? Well, there wasn't a lot of surprise in that 
Raiders owner Mark Davis is a big Colin Kaepernick fan. Uh, he has made it known to multiple coaches throughout his tenure as owner that if they want to bring in Colin for a workout and beyond that, if they feel like they want to sign Colin Kaepernick, that he would give them the, his blessing. So with the Raiders having a quarterback situation that they do right now and the desire to um, be a team that the season doesn't crash if Derek Carr somehow gets hurt, they're, uh, they're looking at every which way to see if, um, if they can improve their backup quarterback situation. What do you think the odds are that a guy who's been out of the league for five years we're talking about him now against a guy like Jarrett Stidham, or if you look around the league, competition like Tim Boyle and Kyle Allen, as opposed to the competition that he once wandered into, which was with starters. Uh, what do you think the odds are that, that uh, he could be better than those guys, sight unseen, obviously? Right. Well, uh, you know, Paul, we're moving the goalposts a little bit, and that helps Colin Kaepernick. It's no longer um, him wanting to work out for a team so that he can get onto the roster and then compete for a starting job. That's not, that's not in the cards. And I don't think that's in the cards basically anywhere in the NFL at this point. But, uh, you know, he has decided that he'd be fine with getting onto a roster and being the backup. And if that is true, if that is something that he can do, um, if that is something that the starter would abide, that the coaching staff would abide, then, you know, he, he probably has a good point that he could be better than a lot of these number two and number threes in the NFL. The anticipation of Kaepernick – on the field. Paul asked this question yesterday. Would it be the biggest that we've seen in terms of just attention? Um, and, and certainly in, in recent years, but this player on the field, even in a backup role, Armando, that's what's so significant to the answer. The backup quarterback role, splitting reps with anyone um, getting this much attention is, is unheard of. Right. And Again, you have to have a starting quarterback that kind of is very selfless and very secure in his, his position and his abilities because, let's face it, the first chance that, um, that Colin Kaepernick has to, you know, try to – be the starter. Uh, he's going to welcome it. And there will be media members out there that if the starter struggles a week, two weeks, three weeks, which is like, you know, very common in the NFL, there will be calls for Colin Kaepernick. And that's one of the reasons that teams have been very wary about adding him is that it's not just about adding, you know, Joe public uh, to your roster and he'll kind of sink into the, the shadows. It's adding a guy who has made a lot of money 
arguably more money than he did as a football player, as an activist, and as a mythical figure, really, to a lot of people. And so they want him to succeed, and they will put pressure on folks to let let it play out. Look how much pressure there's been in the me- from the media to get Kaepernick a workout. And once that has come, now we've got some media folks saying, well, you know, how many other teams are going to give him a workout? Because a lot of teams should give him a workout. It's not just one team that should do it. A lot of teams should do it. And once that happens, then it's talk about goalposts moving. If he gets on a roster, well, he deserves to start. Well, he deserves to, you know, it's it's always going to be something until he's on the field as a starter. And an NFL team has to manage that with any backup, but more so with backups that come with a name. Tim Tebow had that for vastly different reasons, but nonetheless, there was a show atmosphere and a kind of like a... Uh, uh, an army of people that had interest in wanting him on the field. And Kaepernick has a similar, uh, you know, situation with his little army. Armando Salguero, our guest, we have seen players uh, away from the game for one, two, two and a half years. Michael Vick comes to mind. There are others at other positions at wide receiver and others who have been suspended or had their own issues and, and had made their way back. But to be out of the game at quarterback for five years, or any position for five years, and to be able to come back in a tryout scenario, in a workout scenario, and actually receive a contract offer would be remarkable. It would be unprecedented, I think. And <laughs> let's, let's also have a little bit of perspective here. Colin Kaepernick... Um, 2012 was different than Colin Kaepernick uh, at 2015 and 16. There was a, you know, from my understanding, I mean, I didn't cover the San Francisco 49ers, but I watched him play. He's okay. (laughs) He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a top 10 quarterback. He wasn't a top 15 quarterback. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about, Um, an okay, you know, NFL starter five, six years ago who has not played, who is in what, 33, 34. And, uh, you know, we're, it's a long road from, uh, the Super Bowl in 2012, was it to 2022 and you haven't played for six years. So, Armando, a judge ruled against the NFL's motion to dismiss the lawsuit from John Gruden. Do you feel like he's got a chance in this case to to prove his point that someone did have it out to get him from the NFL? I think he's got a chance. I hope he's got a lot of money, (laughs) and he does. So, obviously, this score won for the, for, you know, for Chucky, but we're, you know, we're a long ways from, from 
him having a victory over the NFL. The NFL is famous or infamous for beating down legal opponents. They just drag it out and and turn it into this exhausting marathon of a of an exercise and eventually the other side often wears down or there is a um you know some sort of settlement and you know my guess is that the nf this is round one of maybe a 200 round fight armando uh I'm assuming you either saw the HBO Real Sports piece with Deshaun Watson's accusers and or you've read the excerpts by now from that piece. What did you make of of what HBO put out there on Tuesday night? That was a good job by HBO, I thought. Yep. Um, And, and, you know, solid, solid reporting. And uh, I got to tell you, it, it accomplished something that I believe that um, the Watson camp was wary about, which was to make the, you know, the allegations and the alleged victims sympathetic. And the one question that was just stunning and stands out and still has not been answered, even though it was asked, is is the following why should we believe one man over 22 women that's a hard question to answer and the answer that the lawyer for the watson camp gave was well uh look at the lawyer who brought those 22 women together he solicited their their stories. He solicited clients. Um, he went on social media and he tried to bring these people along. And, you know, that, that's just not an, and his, her other answer was, and by the way, he wasn't, uh, the first lawyer that those people, you know, solicited. In other words, several lawyers, turned down the the you know the so-called plaintiffs before their actual lawyer accepted the case and i'm thinking so what so i mean uh you know so what lawyers turn down cases for a litany of reasons including they recognize that the opposition has a lot of money and maybe they don't they recognize that it's a long and arduous road and maybe they're in it for a quicker payoff or, and of course they maybe think that the case doesn't have merit and they're not going to win. But that doesn't mean that you just dismiss the allegations from 22 different women. In my Armando, opinion, anyway. Yeah. I, uh, I know some of it comes down to system fit uh, personality and certainly what it'll cost the team in terms of draft compensation and salary. We've talked a lot of, about Baker Mayfield. What do you think the market will be for Jimmy Garoppolo uh, once his shoulder is okay? Because it certainly seems like most of the league is pretty comfortable with its quarterback situation right now. 
Yeah, he's going to get traded, Paul. And and my guess is he's going to be starting for somebody, uh, you know, come the 2022 NFL season. And he was basically traded and the deal was all but done. And then all of a sudden people found out, the teams found out that he had shoulder surgery and he can't throw. And it's hard to consummate a trade when the trade E cannot perform the task that he is supposed to perform once he has become the trade dead. So uh, once he starts to throw again, and I think that's going to happen in uh, late mid to late June, uh, I'm sure you'll possibly see videos of Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball around, and then all of a sudden, you'll soon after that, you'll see a trade consummated. Armando Salguero, our guest, uh, we, we had a discussion right before you joined us, Armando, about Kroenke uh, and the NFL owners finding out that they, they're going to have $7.5 million, uh, held back as a part of this move from St. Louis to L.A., um, aside from Dan Snyder or what's going on with, you know, Haslam giving the guaranteed contract to his quarterback in Watson, um, how do you think Cronky uh, uh, is viewed across the league? Before I answer, I started to laugh because initially I thought you said Gronky, like oh. Gronk E. And <laughs> I'm thinking, name, wow, yes. it's like that? They're very you guys close. are like. Uh, on baby, baby Gronky. name terms with Pillow Rob talk. I, yeah. Hey, Gronky. I'm, I'm not Tom Brady. You hang up. No, <laughs> you hang up. <laughs> I was thinking, wow, where'd this come from? <laughs> Gronky. Uh, look, <laughs> uh, so seven and a half million dollars, right, for each team. Okay. Number one, um, I don't care. Number two. I don't care. <laughs> Number three, I don't really care that 31 billionaires are going to have to give or, or have already put seven and a half million dollars into a till to pay off the, uh, the I guess, the promise note, the promissory notes of a guy that just won the Super Bowl and beat them all for the Super Bowl championship. Um my eyes glaze over when we when we start talking about billionaires having to pay millions. It's like, let's you know, I no, I I'd, like, I'd rather discuss Gronky. <laughs> well, he's going to end up back in uh, in Tampa, yeah. right? I think so. Yeah, and uh, it would be a huge surprise if he doesn't. And by the way, they are working out, and by they, I mean. Uh, Brady and Gronky are working out, so <laughs> that's that's going to happen. And I look, I believe the timing is just after the workout program for the Bucks and the OTAs is over. That's about the time when Gronky will say, "Okay, if if he's going to play." This is the time to do it, and I'll, you know, and I'll report to training camp, but I'm not doing this, you know, J June, 
10 days of OTAs and staying here and working on the offense and that I already know and dealing with stuff when my quarterback isn't here half the time, uh, he's going to, he's going to time it just right. From Gronky to be enemy, Armando, what did you make of LaShawn McCoy's comments on the podcast about Eric Bieniemy not getting a job uh, because people really see the coach that he actually is when they interview him and went on to say that he doesn't talk to players in an appropriate way. What did you think? Well, it's one man's opinion, right? And yep. so LaShawn McCoy has a right to his opinion, and that was his experience with Eric Bieniemy. Um, I would say that Clearly, that hasn't been everybody's experience with Eric Bieniemy, and to equate that to he's not been hired as a head coach because of this, because of the way he speaks to players. Um, I think that's I, I I find that a little hard to believe because interestingly. The Kansas City Chiefs continue to bring them back. Their offense continues to roll. It continues to be very good. I haven't heard Patrick Mahomes say this. I haven't heard Alex Smith before him say this. I haven't heard guys who have, you know, Travis Kelsey say this. Tyreek Hill's not even there anymore. Um, so if, if he were to say this, this would, you know, be uh, significant. But you know, when you have a player who at the end of his career was not happy with the way that he was handled, um, I kind of, I don't dismiss it, but I mean, we talked about 22 women before one voice is, is, is one thing. If there was multiple of these opinions, now we've got something. Armando, have you ever attended a party called or close to called the Catalina Wine Mixer? Paul will be attending one this weekend. Wow. Really, Paul? Really? Yep. Are you, yep. you going to wear a jacket, Paul? <laughs> a hat, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think a, 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 nice linen, a linen jacket no, would be appropriate. Not, no? I'm not thinking jacket. I'm thinking shorts. Are you going to wear hat. socks? Socks? <laughs> These are all great questions. I, I'm I thinking the same put thing. That much thought Some into no the show fo socks, footwear. Maybe. Yeah, no show socks. Interesting. I I, I don't see it. Wow. Sorry. Hey, you're being as honest as Lashawn McCoy, and that's all we can ask yeah. for. That's a perfect answer. That's one a man's little, opinion. That's, that's a little one, hurtful. That's just one man's opinion, though, Paul. Yeah, one. Well, man. I mean, if you were in town, I would see to it that you weren't invited. The Catalina wine mixer. Uh, with PK, we, I cannot, I cannot wait for the reviews. And uh, Armando, if you'll remind us next week, we'll uh, we'll have you weigh in on Paul's. We'll we'll have a photo of. Hopefully, we'll have a photo of Paul yeah, we'll at see the wine if mixer. I, uh, we'll see if I'm willing to share photos red, or if this is a private private event. Red or white wine, Armando? Uh, well, first of all, everyone has a phone now, Paul. So you know, oh, yeah. it's not just about you taking pictures. Yeah. 
Well, Everyone you don't know the people at the Catalina spoke. Wine Mixer. Yeah, this is like going to see Chris Rock when he's working on material. They're going to take his phone on the way in yeah. and make sure there's no photos. Uh, this exclusive event. Well, that's Again, fun. if that's I the case, my prediction is it. true. Greatest party in the history <laughs> yes. of Tennessee this week. Paul may not be here for the show on Tuesday. <laughs> right. I could still be hung over. Well, he may still be at the party, just locked in that's to whatever's right. going on. Can't wait. And Armando, and the go ahead. To, yes. uh, red or, or, or white. I believe the, the correct answer is always yes. 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 Uh, same whenever uh, you're joining us. Uh, do you guys want Armando today? The answer to that is always yes. Armando, thank, thank you, man. We will catch up next week. All right, guys. See you. All right. Armando well, Salguero you there. sipping a nice Riesling, no, a nice I, white. I don't mind uh, Riesling, but I'm a red wine guy. Yeah, me too. But uh, th- for this event... I'm thinking outdoors. I'm thinking Catalina wine mixer. I'm thinking Riesling. I'm not a big, huge wine guy, so I'm going to have to. Uh, I have a feeling a they're going to. It's a, they're going to have a sangria or something. Oh, I like a you. nice sangria. Yeah, it's going to have an ice luge. No, <laughs> for shots. No, this is an adult party. <laughs> I go to an adult uh, oh. Christmas party where I've told the story about the fight where Keith yeah. Bullock walked out and said they don't want to fight. fight. They had an ice luge at that party. <laughs> well, this, this thing was at Bell Mead. And during the break, I want everyone to picture the ice luge, but also the ice sculpture and how it was uh, crafted. And the uh, what was it? <laughs> Where car- you were drinking yeah, what, from? <laughs> what was it carved as? Yeah, uh, at the yeah. Withrow uh, party. Well, that wasn't he my party. No, no. Trust me, I'm not springing. Who's funding this project? <laughs> not me. I'm not springing for a, for an as, ice. As sculpture. they say about party invitations, uh, you'll know. I'm not. I'm not springing for an ice. Chad luge, not springing for, sure. for a party. We know. Well, the, there are. There's a media member and a 49ers player that will not be partying with each other anytime soon. Uh, the details of this straight ahead that is played out uh, in real time on video and audio, and it's uh, it's crazy uh, with uh, the the 49ers. We got details of that next, and Outkick 360. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. San Francisco 49ers defensive lineman Javon Kinlaw had a confrontation with Grant Cohn of Sports Illustrated and Fan Nation, who is one of the uh, reporters there on site on a daily basis, I would presume, for the San Francisco 49ers. And Cohn had been critical about uh, Kinlaw's rehab process, um, saying he was going to be a medical bust unless he kicked things into gear as a former 49ers draft pick. And Kinlaw took exception to this and approached Grant Cohn at the practice facility at OTAs and, like, flipped off his hat, off his head, chest bumped him or, you know, whatever. Uh, And then... Cone was on what uh, I would presume is something he does on a regular basis, which is this live feed, um, Paul, similar to what you would do, um, chatting with fans. It's his YouTube channel yeah. that he was on. And Ken Law requested and joined his video chat and then went into this um, tirade, just pro- profane tirade against him for five minutes where I'm just – the, the quotes were, stop playing with me. I don't 
blanking play like that. You don't know me. I'm not the blanking one. My whole family knows what you look like. And, you know, side note, the, the remarkable thing, Paul, is uh, Ken Law is eating throughout this entire right. thing. And I never actually saw him physically take a bite of anything. No, me neither. It's just miraculous, he, it's like just, a regenerative well, during, during the next break, Chad's going to eat a hot dog, and it would be as if he were eating a hot dog and never actually Picking physically picked up the hot dog. And it was like his speaking was the chewing. Yeah. He did not stop talking. There was never any right. air for a response from the writer. It was so over-the-top crazy, it almost looked fake. Like, it, it almost looked like it was a, a put-on. I, I, I think time. Grant handled himself pretty well here. I think he would have said more if he could have found more spaces to say more. He did say, do you think the 49ers would be happy with the way you're representing them right now? And he was trying to ask what I would have tried to ask. The key question, what, tell me what has upset you so much. What did I say that has upset you so much? Kinlaw was spinning out of control so badly he could not calm himself down to, to answer that question. He had no interest in answering that question. He just was re- repeating he himself also, to no end. And he's thinking of half of all the players saying everyone hated the guy. Yeah, he definitely threatened him at one point, Kinlaw did, and said, yeah. my entire, I know what you look like. My entire family knows what you look like. Yeah, good job. I have a YouTube but channel. You know what I look like. Also, the only, <laughs> the only time, but again, I mean, saying, you know, my, my family yeah. knows. It was clearly a threat, a kind of a thinly veiled threat. But the only time that I thought Kinlaw was remotely smart was the reporter asked point blank, do, do you think I'm scared of you? And he said, I don't give a bleep if you're scared of me or not. I just know that I approached you as a man and your voice got lighter than my baby's. And your body temp got ice cold. Ice cold. Yeah. When I went up to you face to face. Well, that's what happens when a guy significantly bigger than you, who's paid for being big and strong, and uh, tackling and hurting people, gets up in the face of a regular sized guy whose job is to report and offer analysis. So well, that's really impressive by Kinlaw that he could physically intimidate somebody. Uh, much smaller. Good, good job by you. That must be a very proud moment. Javon Kinlaw, uh, of course, was a star with the Gamecocks at South Carolina. 14th overall pick in 2020 and has spent a ton of time in the training room, which he took exception to, and Grant Cohn pointed that out, and it played out live on YouTube, unlike anything we've seen, quite frankly, right. because a lot of time it's tweet and response, and this was a back and forth that was on the record and – Unedited. Not a lot of fourth. Coming, uh, 49ers has no, some damage control to do, I think. We'll see if they speak. Uh, coming up, there are new rules for NFL roster management. You'll want the details next.